folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowing. I'm the Big Head Bopper. I'm sitting here with the, the literal Purple P. Yo, yo, yo. And the literal Timmy T. <laughs> what is up? What is up? What is going down? And you two just went on a tour. I want to hear all about it. That's what we're going to dedicate this episode to. The, what did you call it? The Sloppy Boys World Tour. Look at that. Now, what, Big Head Bopper, what do you think of life on the road? Is that for you? For me, no, I do not enjoy staying in hotels. Afraid of the hotel rooms? Afraid of the hotel rooms and the bus boys and the bellhops and everyone who can get into my room and <laughs> mess with me while I'm asleep. Yeah, that'll get you. Now, Big Hand Bopper, would you like to sleep on the floor of an Airbnb? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound fun. I wouldn't even do it for one night. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you, though? I never got on the floor. I uh, For real? I did. I, I did. I was surprised how well I did on the floor. I Well, there were opportunities for you guys to not sleep on the floor, and you did it anyway. Yep. Yeah. Like early man. <laughs> yeah. The ground floor. Uh, let's get back to uh, Purple Pea's hair. Jeff, you had for the tour. Folks, today we're talking about all things uh, Sloppy Boys Tour. The, the Atlantic, what was it called? The Great Atlantic Blowout. Yeah, with Dear Blanca, it was a smashing success. Smashing Hopefully, success. everybody listening was actually there in some way, shape, or form. We, we had a lot of uh, slopheads come out and Patrons. It was all great. Thanks, to everyone, for coming out. We loved seeing y'all, and uh, we loved, uh, you know, being on stage and doing some stuff from the podcast and people laughing at it and doing some, uh, singing our songs and people singing along. It was great. Fun as fuck. Whirlwind. Ten shows, ten days. Boosh, boosh. I think seeing us live is the best execution of what it is that we do, maybe. Because when I'm on that stage, that's when I, that's the real me. When I'm off stage, uh, when I'm not on the stage, that's like the fake me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I'm, when I'm off stage, I'm, yeah, hey, how's it going? But when I'm, uh, when I'm on stage, yeah, everybody, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) That's you doing that? That's, that's so good, Mike, because it would be so weird if off stage, yeah, I do, yes, said, Jeff. Yeah, I do the yeah, dune and the myself with my mouth. I don't. Do sure, <laughs> but the live shows give the podcast audience what they want, and they give the band audience what they want all mm. in one. Wow! And they give the band what they want, which is to play their little instruments and not have to do a live pod taping. Yeah, <laughs> and and what's more, it doesn't ruin the podcast you know and love with a shitty live episode agreed wow. interesting agreed um i will say this you can hear my voice is a little uh uh beaten up just a little bit mm. just a tinge because we took care to warm up our voices we had uh what was it 10 shows in or 11 shows in 12 days what did it break down i want to say it was 10 and 10 it was 10 shows in 10 days we had one day off but then we had a double show day Ah, yeah, ten and ten. Ah, a little fine print action. Um, we uh, we do we took care to warm up our voices for before each show, which made a huge help. Yeah, we rock, we rule. Um, how did this show, this tour, come about? Well, well, the Cincinnati Rhythm. Stop it. We'll get I've just to been that. <laughs> doing that every single night for stop, the past twelve. Stop. Days. There's a, there's a podcast, an indie rock podcast out of Columbia, South Carolina called Comfort Monk. And there's a, uh, you know, kind of a collective of, of dudes from different bands and stuff involved with this pod. They'll, they'll interview the Minutemen or whoever, cool, real musicians. But then um, 
we did the pod and we started talking to this bunch of dudes and through them we met some other dudes and then it led to the Dear Blanca, the band uh, fronted by Dylan Dickerson was in what September 2021 came out to do some West Coast shows, play with Ray Barbie in, in uh, Long Beach and then played El Cid in L.A. We played with them and then they said to us, hey, if you guys ever want to tour the uh, East Coast, We'll book up a tour and you guys can hop on our gear. And we said, you mean to tell us we can do our favorite thing, which is traveling empty handed? Yeah. Because we don't know how to rent a drum set. We don't know how to talk to a venue (laughs) about the backline amps that they have. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But what we do like to do is get on the stage and rock. Yeah. And these, and Dear Blanca, they know of places down south. They know of places in Columbia and uh, Durham and Asheville. So they, Got those going, and then we started getting together, like finding other stuff up the coast to get all the way up to Boston. Yeah, they've got connections. They're so plugged in. It went so well. We said, "Hey, why don't we also hit D.C., Boston, Philly, Chelsea Music Hall in New York, and Troy, New York?" Yeah, wow. the biggest city of them all, Troy, New York. <laughs> Troy, New York. The turnout up there was great. Troy was fun as shit. Every turnout all, was great. All of these shows. Not only were successes, they all had their own vibe. This was what was fun about this tour. It was a down and dirt, as we said. Yeah. We were sleeping on floors. We were borrowing a minivan. We were arriving to the venue. I don't know about you guys. I would. I was pretty busy leading up to this tour. I hadn't really fully looked into where we were going. No. And every no. day, we'd pull up to a place, bike shop, record shop, outdoor brewery, indoor brewery professional music venue i didn't know what i was walking into every day and i was pleasantly surprised at the distinct (laughs) vibe yeah every night was like a different genre you'd be in like a little cavey dive bar and then the next night you'd be like sound checking on a very professional stage it was like holy shit man this is all over the place like the 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 dc stage you're talking about was in a bar like a basement bar in this room in the back and it was like people were Right in front of us. It was like we were at a, a basement party or something. It, it reminded me of Cavern Club. I've never really been to the Cavern Club where uh, the Beatles played. But it was just like a tunnel. And if you aren't standing in the first two rows, you can't see the band. But the tunnel extends very far yeah. back. And we yeah. packed it full of fans. And uh, I was happy to see that they were like taking um, Vax cards and all that stuff. Yes. But um, um, best part of that night was uh, was after the show, we were selling some beautiful merchandise. We had these new Here for the Beer t-shirts uh, designed by artist Kyle Hilton. They were gorgeous. And these shirts were so good. At the end of the show, there's some teen girls come up to buy shirts. They're like euphoria teens that, that are like, oh, this, sh- this shirt is cool. We're like, hey, uh, 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 yeah, you want to buy a shirt? They're like, yeah, yeah. We didn't even come to the show tonight. We're just passing through, and we like fashion. We're we like looks, and we want to have all the latest styles. And they bought shirts, and they have some fierce looks right here. I remember they were very t- tiny girls, and they bought larges. And I thought that's a little weird, <laughs> but you know they're gonna like do some weird zoomer shit with it, and that's cool with me. Um, might piss me off. Well. <laughs> Wonderful time had by all. I think for the structure of this recap podcast, we should talk right through chronologically Ooh. and share our favorite highlights and lowlights and <laughs> m- classic memories and wax poetic about the times we've had. Sure. Night one. Getting in. Cola. Bike shop. Well, the, the first night of all, we flew into uh, to Dylan's place of work, one of his places of work. We go. 
I we didn't want to hear about the shows, not what we did on our off time. Well, it's hold the on, Mike. experience, Michael. <laughs> you know they want to hear about the boiled peanuts we ate. Come on. Ah, yes, the boiled peanuts. Well, t- tell them all about it. Well, it said exactly the right tone to um, fly in and then just be like, hey, you guys could come chill at this bar slash restaurant until we can get into the house. Yeah. And uh, from that moment on, we lived in bars and restaurants for 10 straight days. <laughs> bar hoppers. I ate, I ate terribly. I gained eight pounds on this tour. Wow. <laughs> I, I uh, weighed I know, myself. I, I shared a bed with you half the time, and I got pushed more and more off the edge every night. <laughs> yeah, and the bed was kind of like a seesaw. You flip it, Jeff up in the air. <laughs> I was like, I'm eight inches closer to the edge tonight. <laughs> and then I blast you with a fart right off the bed. Each pound is an inch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, first show, Columbia, South Carolina at a bike shop. We're playing. We're rocking a little room. There's a monsoon outside. Rain is coming down. But inside, well, spirits are going up. And that was, those were drinks there, too, that uh, we had a, the Calpy Cordials going. And then we had... They did a lavender. What were they? What did, was Blackness? lavender Collins? Lavender Collins, and that was also uh, they had wrangled a food vendor. I forget his name. I wish Hot I knew dog it. guy. But he had, he was making sloppy chili dogs with yeah, like somebody got a great sauce and like you, flaming Jeff. hot stuff. On. Oh yeah, that's a you. Great you pick. got two sloppy dogs and you held them up to me from across the room. You're like, want one of these? And I was like, yeah. So you're walking over like <laughs> to deliver to the hot dog to me, <laughs> and you're like smiling at your plate of food. And then there's a picture of a girl looking at it like, huh? And it was like a total like uh, like the meme of the the guy checking out the girl and his girlfriend being like, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, his name was Ty, I believe. Oh, yeah. Ty. Ty Burrell. Those are great. Ty Burrell. Um, yeah, they, had, they had some really good stuff. That was a fun show. That was a, the kickoff, so I was like uh, a little rustified, but it all came into place. Uh, that was one of those shows where it's like the audience is on the same level as you, and you're just right there. You're all in it together, and you're going nuts. We're punk rockers, man. The punk rock scene is alive and well with me. And that was the only time there was any rain. Uh, at one point, the canopies outside were blowing away, and people had to hold them down. Yeah, it was this thing that was happening where it rained like really hard for uh, I don't know ten minutes at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and the locals seemed to know. They were like, "Yeah, it does this at three. Yeah. Um, I walked up to the barbecue guy, and I was like, "Can I have smoked chicken?" And he said, "Yeah." And then I stood there for like twenty minutes, like an idiot. And I was like, hey, did you make that smoked chicken for me? And he's like, your ticket blew away. And it's not the first ticket of the night. They've been blowing away all night. There's a lot of angry people in there. <laughs> a lot of wind, a lot of people. I saw one guy starve to death and die. Oh, my God. Ooh, which is nasty. so sad. But hey, from thenceforth, blue skies, 10 days. Wow. Who would have thought? Yeah. You're talking about us rolling into Charleston, South Carolina to play at the Royal American. Oh, yeah. We're talking about a roadhouse. Roadhouse. We show up there at noon. There's a drag show going on. This is a fun vibe, man. It's a party place. We thought it would be dead. We're like, well, we're here early. Let's check it out. It's noon. And we got there. Wild. Super loud music. We're going in there. There's a drag show going on. The audience is, it looked like a church-going audience. There were like little kids running around. I didn't think that, um, they didn't look didn't like the sort of families that would. Kids, yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was like the sort of place where little little blonde families would bring their kids to see a drag show. But yeah. um, really cool city, really cool atmosphere, and the bar is rowdy as fuck. Yeah, the stage is tiny and it's next to the bar. It's bar level, and I saw Hanford strutting down the bar on the, the show. Coyote Hanford stepping carefully, of course. Um, and then the bartenders at one point uh, passed us up these big. Uh, 
rum, what are they called? Rum hurricanes? Rum, rum punches. Rum punches. Ooh. Oh, that was good. Very right, spring days. break vibe, right? Those drinks were in those big kind of collectible cups. Um, and I was happy to get one because it was also funny. You know, when you're a touring musician like us, you you start the the night by walking up to the bar and you say, hey, what's the drink ticket situation? And usually they say, oh, you get two per person. Well drinks or something like that. Mm-hmm. At this place, they say, you get a 12-pack of Genesee. And half <laughs> off food. And half off food, that's Oh, I didn't eat there, I don't think. You guys ate there, right? Oh, I got the, like, disco fries or whatever, and it was chili, bacon, cheese, jalapeno fries. Mm -hmm. They were great, but it was... Did it have calories? (laughs) Yeah, it had a couple calories hidden in there somewhere, I saw. (laughs) And um, it started me clocking, like, oh, we're just going to be rolling into town after town after town where they're like, you got to try the chili cheese bacon. And you're yeah. eating whatever. at bars. It's bar food. Yeah. And they're so excited to give it to you. You're like, okay. <laughs> but after like eight straight days, I'm like, I can't eat any more of this chili cheese bacon. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. We had a, I think it was maybe third day in. First, first morning, I went out for a run. Wow. And was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at me go. I'm going to do this in every city. That's the only time I went for a run. Didn't need my running shoes at all, other than that one time. And uh, I think the third day, I said, okay, this is just salad day for me. Salad days. I think for lunch, I had chicken wings. I had had a salad for breakfast. That's what it was. We stopped at Whole Foods. Right before, well, we'll get to that. Right before we went to the Moog factory. Mike, question. You're on vacation. You jog. How are you dealing with the sweaty clothes situation? Well, the sweaty clothes go into a plastic bag laundry bag but that's Those are stinky st- that's bad they stink and you want to find you don't want them to get moldy so you want to find a place to wash them very soon very soon after that nastified <laughs> nastified for sure well that brings us to our next stop Asheville, north carolina static age records this was the vinyl store primary they sold a lot of stuff primarily vinyl yeah I they had a full-on that. stage in the back hip town hip part of town Asheville is kind of like you're gonna get the head shops and see a little graffiti and see the kind of some cool bars it's it, it's the uh, the silver lake of the south i call it mm-hmm. <laughs> we also went to a um a mezcaleria i want to say yeah, yeah yes yes i believe that's what it was called and i remember we were just like a couple days behind or in front of Pup. And uh, when I Instagrammed that we were there, they were like, dude, we were there two days ago. That's crazy. That- so I think we were attracted to a lot of the same spots. All the yeah. punk rockers blow through there. Yeah. That was, um, Asheville had a thing going on where the some of the bars, you had to be a member of the club. Yeah. To get into it. But was that only on Sundays? It was Sunday when we were there. So it was. Uh- but that's, that's like some sort of weird holdover alcohol rule where uh-huh. I read the fine print. It was like, Anybody can apply. You can't apply on Friday or Saturday. You need to apply three days in advance if you want to get into one of these places. But you can bring guests. So they just don't want people on Friday being like, come on, let me in. I'll get a membership. And it was only it was only on... You need to be a member of the club anytime you went? Yes. Any day of the week? The one that we saw that was near Static Asia. Interesting. Interesting. Crazy. Quite <laughs> interesting. And Tim, you had a wild drink at a bar. Huh? You in Asheville after our show, you went to a, dr- a bar and had a wild drink with cigar smoke all in it. Now, would you like to tell us about that? Okay, so here's me. Picture me. I just get a nice big tall boy at the record shop. Nice. And then some friends say, "Hey, we're getting cocktails next door, right?" Uh, uh, Mookie and Where? Robert. Uh, th- there's like um, 
a fancy ass, really good cocktail bar whose name escapes me. It would be nice to give him a plug right now, Timmy, yeah, wouldn't it? That's right. Was it called Cockies? Um, it was called Ding Dong uh, <laughs> Drinky Boys. Um, also, we forgot right next to the Static Age was Heyday Guitars, uh, like a music shop. And the guy that works there was like, come on by tomorrow. And I we forgot. No, we didn't have time <laughs> in any of these places. There yeah, but so we many... could have been gotten. We, the... we had a day off the next day. Yeah, you know, I went to the House of Guitars <laughs> in Rochester, New York. And one of the clerks told me that. They open the place up late at night. Sometimes Metallica goes in there and shops by themselves. And I had that image burned in my head for <laughs> so long of being a band that gets special treatment in a record store. We have Metallica come in. They smash all the guitars. It's great. We love them. Yeah, they leave. <laughs> but um, hey, but hey, you're touching on something. One of the more exciting moments. Our day off was in Asheville. And our buddy Jason works at Moog. And he gave us the White Glove Tour. That was yeah, pretty that cool, was man. Good. We got to play all the synthesizers. Mookie was there. He came along. I was so good on those keyboards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were like, I got on one and I was playing with all the knobs and stuff and I got a, finally got a good sound out of it. And then I went to another one, same exact model, and it sounded different. I was like, I don't even know how I got back to the... No way you could. I could get back to that sound I liked. At one point, you and I, Mike, were sort of in sync. We were sort of like throbbing to the same beat. You know what I'm saying? We had a good groove going. And then a guy busted in the door out of breath and he said oh i thought tangerine dream was playing in no <laughs> no yeah he said you're in violation he said of, it. Uh, of copyright <laughs> um back to my cocktail in Asheville. here's what happened oh uh, yes oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm drinking a tall boy mm-hmm. mookie and robert say let's go next door there's a really good cocktail bar i say yes Whoa. i'm my tall boy i've barely cracked it Barely sipped it. And I say, I, I, I'm going to go in that cocktail bar. I can't bring oh, my tall yeah. boy beer. I'm going to put it down here. I'm going to hide it a little spot on the sidewalk that no one will see because there was sure. an outdoor drinking zone. No one will see. Yeah. No one will see. I'll be gone for 20 minutes. I'll come back. No one, will, no one will know nothing. I go in this cocktail bar. Delightful. I have this drink that is um, a bourbon drink, almost like a take on an old fashioned. But here's what it's got in it, guys. It's made with fucking cigar smoke when they they bring out my they gave me my glass with the ice but then they bring out this big carafe that's filled with like chesterfield cigar smoke Crazy. and when they pour me my drink they pour it through the smoke so the smoke's coming out of the carafe and the drinks pass through i drink this drink it tastes like leather it's like i'm smoking a cigar it feels like a like a grandfather you smell it what was like the main leather. spirit of the drink tim would you say Bourbon, my bourbon. boy. Bourbon. Yeah, that makes sense. It was delicious. So I'm saying to, to the guys, this is good. I like a nice smoky drink. I'm not so into scotch. I'm not so into mezcal. I'll drink them. But this is the first time I've ever had this type of smokiness in my drink. So I'm all high on the idea of smoky booze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're loving the idea. Loving I'm, the oh, idea. I'm loving the idea now, aren't <laughs> I? I walk back out on the sidewalk. Go. I find my hidden oh. tall boy. I pick yeah. it up. Take a big swig. Tip my head back. Glug, Oof. glug. I'm choking on something. It's a fucking cigarette butt. Oh, my God. Somebody ashed their cigarette in my thing. Not no, They didn't try to. They didn't do it on purpose. They just thought it was an empty can, but it was a full can. I fucking. It was the whole butt in there? Yeah, into the back of my mouth. <laughs> I hacked it up. I spit it out. That taste 
did not go away for the whole next day. It was crazy. Oof, oof. How poetic. It was my comeuppance <laughs> for being so high on smoky drinks. That the <laughs> Lord God said, oh, you like smoky drinks? Well, here's a smokiest drink you ever had, you fat fuck. I, hey, I, I think what happened, my theory is somebody saw you drinking in there, you're smiling as the smokes, as the drinks go through the smoke, said, hey, I'm going to do a little uh, southern hospitality for this guy and help him out on his next sip. Yeah, that's true. It was, uh, it was hospitable. Yes. Well, that's also the cigars and the smoking stuff down there. We're down there in tobacco country. Yeah. The Carolinas. Oh, yeah. We passed uh, Winston-Salem. We passed... Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Lucky pass? Strike in Durham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one where it's like they name the city after it, or vice versa. Chesterfield. Ooh. Oh, oh no, that wasn't Chesterfield. I forget. Winston Salem. That was what it was. That's the big one. Hey, for a nice uh, special experience, when you, we were before we left Asheville, your buddy Tim said, "Let's go up to the Grove Park Inn. That'll be beautiful." You know? Oh, that was that sick. was beautiful. Yeah, that, that was, was a nice great. hotel. That felt to me like, oh, great, mom wants to go check out a hotel. <laughs> and then we yeah. went, and I said, hey, I could get used to this. Hey, I, I was shocked to myself. It. I knew it was going to be a nice place, but I really wanted to go there more just for like, because I knew that F. Scott Fitzgerald got drunk there and lived there for two summers and drank a lot of gin. So I was going there more on like a, a booze historical visit. I really mm. didn't expect it to be the nicest piece of property on earth. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, mis- uh, not mismatch, but... Uh, out of uh, not match shaped stones making up the yeah, wall. Yeah, jagged kind of wall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It feels, feels very of a time. And then you go in into that fucking shining ass lobby, and it just feels like the Overlook Hotel. Huge fireplaces. Huge fireplaces. You walk inside of them if, if you were not afraid of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or ash. Or ash. Yeah, Tim, I noticed you stayed or particularly away from that ashy area. I stay away from Ash. Hey, wait a second. What city did we eat at Waffle House? Uh, that was Ugh. Chester, or not Chesterfield. That was um, Charleston. Charleston. Let's say it. We got a bad one. Hey, we got a bad one, folks. I got a big message for all you that ch- talk up Waffle House. Uh, you busted. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bad. Nothing good about it. It's from fucking what we Denny's told people. with a smaller menu and less options. From what we heard from people who liked it, they said. Yes, there are some, you get get a bad one. And this was a bad one. We got a stinker, but we also had like a Groundhog Day experience of visiting multiple Waffle Houses to look for seating. And they all had the same, they were all the same place. It was creepy when you walk yeah. in. Right. And then we had such a bad experience that it pissed me off for the subsequent couple days where we would see a Waffle House at every exit. I would be like, it doesn't deserve this new location. <laughs> tear it down. Tear down the sign. We said we should go to Cracker Barrel because I said Cracker Barrel is better. Try to go there. 25 minute wait. Not going to wait. We're not doing that. And where do we go? <laughs> Hooters. Hooters. Now there's a good place. Against my wishes. <laughs> yeah, you put on a, a blinders for that, right? Yeah, Peaky Blinders. It is fun to go to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Peaky Blinders is right. Uh, it is fun to go to Hooters at like 11.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole different scene. <laughs> yeah. um, have you guys kept in touch with Danae? Uh, no. Me neither. She didn't like our uh, music. <laughs> I was like, you gotta listen to the Sloppy Boys. She listened to it. She was like, this sucks. Oh, that was a very funny thing. In uh, Oh, that was in Asheville. There was a dude there who was uh, there alone who didn't bring his wife with him. And uh, he asked his wife to go and he said, no, I don't enjoy their humor. <laughs> They're like, no, I don't enjoy their podcast. Yeah, she didn't like the podcast. 
Oh, that boy. was Tim. He was a great guy. Oh, yeah, he, uh, Tim. We, thanks we for driving him. in so far, too. He came hey, he's like a patron. Hour. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's, patron. He's probably hearing he's this right now. as we speak. Wow. Tim, thanks, thanks for bud. coming. Great name. Solo Dolo. Okay, so we roll into Durham, North Carolina, right? Oh, yeah. Here's what we're thinking. This will this quiet. This will be a quiet town, a college town, but their their school's done. This will be quiet. This will be chill. We won't. We went to have, Duke, beautiful campus. We, we went to the around, Sarah Duke uh, Gardens. Oh, a calmer a calmer respite. Uh, uh, Northern gentleman does not have. We said let's have a pleasant evening. This won't be a raucous affair. We're new to Durham. It's it's not going to be. A madhouse of slopheads buying us fireball shots during the show? Four fireball shots each show up on stage throughout the set. I don't think I hit a right note by the time we got to Reds. Folks, this was a blackout drunk night uh, that you would have never seen coming. So fun. Great venue there in uh, Durham at Pinhook. Very professional little music venue. And we had a good turnout. And we are like, hey, maybe this will be, will be a good show. Maybe Durham's a cool town after all. But the... the uh, somebody brought up fireball shots and then Mike you said hey we got a deal if you bring us fireball shots you get to come on stage and give <laughs> right. them to us <laughs> that's a good and, that's a good policy yeah, that's a great deal it was great and these people were fantastic it, it got to the point though where you know like okay we said that played a song and then of course shots appear on stage immediately as soon as the song is done we do them and then somebody in the audience is ready with more shots and we say ho, 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 hold on one round per song. <laughs> you can't. We can't. We can't just be like doing round after round after round as they're ready. I mean, we became a we keep we came a, a sideshow novelty act at that point. It was it was watch. Yeah, people our do musicianship sh- was not on point. No, I don't do. I mean, I I will typically have a, my thing with shots is the end of the night a shot. That's fun uh, with people. You've been drinking mellow drinks and then. What shot? I try not to start the night with a shot, but I've done that. Uh, yeah. But but I'm not keeping the shots going all night. I'm certainly not taking multiple shots in a row so that they haven't hit me yet, and I'm mm-hmm. feeling them. And I'll say I took those four shots. Well, Tim, what about if you physically exert yourself a lot between each yeah, shot? <laughs> exactly. You're <laughs> yeah. sweating. You're jumping around. You're singing. You're basically working out. And then you take four shots, and then. We got to the part of the show where we switch instruments and I sat back on drums and I remember like the feeling of like a warmth coming from my stomach and spreading <laughs> to my toes and to my fingers and to my hair. And I was like, I'm <laughs> fucking drunk. All four hit me at the same time. And and I know it was hitting you guys at the same time because we played Lifelong Vacation, which got, got a big rings out with a big open cord and jeff i looked at you you kind of did a pete townsend windmill real confident struck the wrong chord didn't know it (laughs) it it didn't register on you on your face (laughs) that it was the wrong chord no i I don't buy it wow i think it will be (laughs) and i was like thank god because i'm fucking falling apart back here on the drums jesus (laughs) that was also the by the end of the show the dear two of the dear blanca guys brett and dylan came up they were singing along with Tom Collins. Tom Collins, we nailed. That was the closer of the night. Yeah, we, sure. can, we can do that one in our sleep. We nailed that one. The Blanca boys joined us after every night after that. That was yeah. so much fun that that became the new tradition. Yeah. And the Blanca boys, actually, you know, I do want to say before we get off of Durham, uh, the opener there was this band called Jenny Bissett's, and they were great. Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. Like they were kind a of a five joy division thing. Band. Yeah. 
They, I, we were down that in the club green room. Was loud. Yeah, that was a loud. How amazing when when you when you're really loud, but it's not abrasive. It was well mixed. It was a good yeah. warm sound. Oof. We we were down in the green room there, like putting our stuff away before the show, and they get on stage, and you just hear those like opening songs. I was like, holy shit, what is this band? They were huge. They sound huge. And then that was also the first green room of the tour. That was a nice little That's nice. treat. The green room, sure. Ooh, I need, Stash I stuff. like, I, you know, I get sweaty on the stage. I need to be, have a little room to catch my breath for two seconds. Sometimes you're playing at the late, great, great Scott in Boston. You walk off stage after having rocked the room. There's nowhere to go. People are saying, great show. You're going, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Shaking people's hands with the sweatiest hand yeah, you have. Slipperiest hand you've ever had. It's insane what a workout playing one hour, a one hour sloppy boy show. It's like running five miles. It's insane. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and then when we went to uh, the next night in DC, we played in that small uh, bar area, Quarry House Tavern. Quarry House. And I felt like I got so sweaty down there. And people were giving us shots in that one too. And I didn't feel a thing. Like I just like, oh, they, sure. They sweated out immediately. That's, that's where I got to taste my very first Old Bay vodka. Ah, I didn't get one of those. Yes. I meant to mention that. I got to mention that on Booze News. Old Bay Vodka. Finally had it, man. Um, and what'd you think, Jay? I was expecting more of a um, prank flavor. It was actually just like really good with like a salty, savory aftertaste. Mellow. Have we a return customer on our hands, Jeffy? Well, sure. If I can fucking find it again. This was like yes. a novelty find, you know? Yeah. And it was only because we were in Maryland. We were in, uh, what, what suburb was that? A Silver, uh, Spring. Silver Spring. Silver Spring. I um, I liked it be- because I just ordered it on the rocks and it had a mellow flavor, but it wouldn't, if you put it in a Bloody Mary, it wouldn't come through at all. So you definitely got to uh, sip it straight. Hmm. Um, wow. Right on. Then, wow, <laughs> enough fucking around. Uh, we said no more Mid-Atlantic. We got, we're in a New York state of mind, aren't we? New York. Mm-hmm. Ooh, where the parking, where the van parking is tough to oh, do. Oh, that was that was a- yeah. It's not the it's not really the place to be driving a van. Oh man, the, I can't. If we hadn't found a good spot, like how do you get your equipment into a place? Yeah, but yeah. you didn't come to this podcast to listen about van parking. You can't even <laughs> hear about the shows. Now here's what you think. You picture gla- you, you know, these rock dudes coming into town, right? And they're gonna play a show. What you don't realizes they're going to eat a big steak dinner at the old homestead steakhouse <laughs> oh yeah they're going to be weighed down with some heavy old meat yeah uh, i in the green room there at, before we were going on i was like i'm falling asleep here i i can't, i'm so full i okay i was saying how much we were eating bar food and stuff bar food. and i was happy to get to new york and then i was happy that tim said oh this steakhouse what was it called again farm old homestead old homestead it has been on my list, and I said this will be good for me to get off my list too. And uh, so <laughs> and during, I during that meal, I got a few things off my chest too. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you guys. <laughs> but looking at the menu, I said, you know what, my body fucking needs is a vegetable, any vegetable, a salad. So I, I, re- I was resolved. I'm going to get this house salad, the uh, homestead salad. It's got the name on it. It's got to be good. But then I looked over at the burgers, and they had a. 20-ounce filet mignon burger. It was 20 ounces. ounces. Piled high. That's I don't know so what 20 ounces. It, it, it could have been. It was like a pound or something. It, it was, was nuts. huge. It was huge. And it was piled high with onion rings. Mm. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I'll get the salad and the burger and we'll share. I finished 
a lot of that salad and that whole burger. And I was and I was just like the rest of the day just clutching my stomach like, I'll be good by showtime. I had a, a, a blue cheese martini and a, and a ribeye and the ribeye was aged and stanky. And it, it was yeah. all so good, but it's just like, it's meant to be a meal like that you like it's supposed to be your end you of your eat night it around the holidays it's your whole night you you shrink into the booth and you have a four-hour dinner we were like gobbling it down and went to, <laughs> to get on stage wild i definitely like uh we were walking around chelsea market we're gonna just get like little one-off meals for ourselves and tim was like i can go to this homestead place check it off my list and i was like yeah, all right. If it's off Tim's list, I guess we should go. <laughs> I knew it was. I wasn't pushing for it, but I was just like, "That's what's funny." Is like, yeah, you see a bunch of uneventful food, and you're like, "Well, the place I want to eat at is a block away." And it just felt weird. Like I, I'm not really a huge fan of Chelsea Market. It seems fun, but it's it's not like I. It, I, I was looking it's one of those for too some- many options. Place I, I have a tough time like nailing it down. And and then I was kind of even thinking of like what's like a light pre-show meal, and just like nothing was jumping out at me, and I was just like, "This is a restaurant." Other than like Keynes and Peter Luger and Smith and Walensky, like that's the last New York steakhouse I gotta go to. And mm-hmm. we're right there. And I don't I only go to New York like twice a year. I'm not gonna prioritize going over to Chelsea and eating that steak. Right. So it's right. sort of it's sort of an hour and ever, but it was uh very fun. It was also funny because it was only five o'clock, so it was still like hot and sunny outside. <laughs> oh, we were the first people in there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh but I will say the New York show. One of the all-timers. Oh, yeah. Yep. We had a couple all-timer shows on this uh, on this tour. Yeah, I really thought, like, Durham is was an all-timer for me as far as, like, kicking this tour into into high gear and and making it a party tour. Then, then yeah, Chelsea Music Hall, goddamn, what a crowd, underground. It was cool to be there right after the Quarry House because it was, again, walk down the stairs to a small, to an underground thing. But this yeah. one was glistening and new with a really good sound mix good sound mix fully decked out with like cool club lights and a giant disco ball and these speakers did you see did you notice the speakers didn't have like a speaker shape they were like deconstructed speakers Mm. i didn't i didn't take note oh man they they just looked like triangular little tubes all going into like one big unit but they were they were hung up like speakers they just sort of took they sort of rethought the rectangular case you always see (laughs) <laughs> uh, reimagining i love that yeah. uh, that show is special because we busted out a b c d e f u a yeah. gale cover the chapter copter came dropped us off i guess um what else can we say about that show that was uh well, i don't know the, great the show rocked but then the night here's the thing we had oh, been yeah. fairly i would say under drinking until we hit Durham, and then we blacked out, and then it was sort of like the wheels are starting to sure. come off a little but bit. But that was on stage. This wasn't like um, recreational drinking, right? And even and uh, we we were pacing ourselves. We were going to bed around like one or or whatever, and we were not getting super drunk. And I I even well you know the the Blanca guys like uh, Cam and Alex and stuff they were they were kind of even being like. Uh, like, yeah, we're waiting to see are you guys are the sloppy boys. We thought you were going to be crazy party dudes. And we're like, no, no, we're, we're, we're <laughs> we really can be. But when you're in New York, you kind of know the bars are open late. There's a lot of friends around here. It's a fun town. Celebrity bartender, Jack Schram, I had consulted with him about right. 
where we could go post show. And he recommended some very cool bars. But then I was saying like, we might be rolling in with a lot of people really late. What's just easy. And he recommended some good cocktail bars. And then he also recommended, Hey, here's a, a dive that I know you'll be able to get into with a bunch of people. It'll be open that time. A lot of and space so people can get yeah. there. Ooh. So he knows a, we got friends in town. Sounds like my beloved public house. Keep going. Yes. We go to Fiddlesticks. And Fiddlesticks is kind of like a college type of bar. Uh, and Jack had told me, oddly enough, you know how there's a bunch of flavors of Stoli vodka? You see them lined up, but no one ever drinks them, right? Uh mm-hmm. But he said, Fiddlesticks is the number one purveyor of Stoli Orange for some reason. So, <laughs> in the world? I, in America. And, and, <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I, uh, I've never had Stoli Orange. It's funny to me. That's a random thing. But I got it in my head. We should take shots Let's of Stoli Orange. It. So I roll up to, uh, I ordered the bar with a couple of friends. I said, hey, can we get a round of Stoli Orange? They said, we're sold out. Uh, <laughs> So we didn't, didn't you hear have- we're the number one purveyor of Stoli Orange? <laughs> and then we walk over to another. They close down. We walk over to another dive bar. It's closed. We walk over to a third bar. Do you guys remember what it was called? I don't remember what it was called. Uh, I think Art Space. Hey, hmm. Art something. Head Space. Heart Space. Heartbreakers. Heart space. Art Form. Art Shop. Anyway, no, no, nobody. I knows. still had a little something stuck in my craw that I wanted Stoli Orange. So. I ordered a round of Stoli Orange shots. <laughs> then I ordered a second round. They said that was all the Stoli Orange we had. So I said, what else is weird like that? And they said, Smirnoff watermelon. <laughs> so we had a round. So this this is where, that's where, we, that's where we kind of fell apart. And that's where the Blanca guys too were, uh, you know, they were like, hey, we want to party with the Slide Boys. And then, I, you know, when those shots came out, there was a lot of like passing them off to some other people. Yeah, like, yeah I don't know about that. Uh, the, about the, one. the watermelon shots, we don't need to do. Well, Brett was saying, he, he was like, I actually like the watermelon. So people, I was taking other people's He's leftover shots and downing them. But that ended, Mike, I don't remember the lift ride to your apartment. Oh, it was wonderful. You drove perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> then... You say, Tim, here's the the couch. You gave me a sleeping bag. I didn't get in it. I laid on top of it. I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, leaning against that right now. Oh, that's where you're sitting. Look at that. Oh, and bed. I have your uh, I have your phone charger. By the way, I'll bring that Thank to the you. wedding Ooh, this weekend. Ooh, classic blunder. Ooh, can you overnight that? <laughs> yeah, and I'll bring it myself. Great. Um, and then you'll return home. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, remember I, I I'm really drunk, right? And I'm laying in the bed. I, I can barely see it. Kind of like. Huh? <laughs> And I'm not listening. Mike's talking. I'm not listening. I'm looking at my phone. I'm trying to regram some stories, but I, I'm not even getting it right because I looked the next morning and I, it was all wrong. But I, uh, Mike goes good night, and then and I go, "How do I turn lights off?" And you're like, "I just told you. I, the one thing I was just explaining to you is how to turn the lights off." <laughs> and it couldn't be simpler. It's a switch. <laughs> it's just a, but. Too much for me. It's an up and down switch. Now, my low point of the tour, Mm -hmm. low light. Low light. Morning after uh, uh, New York City. Yeah, I bet. Do you remember what befelled me at Starbucks Reserve? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I go to the Starbucks Reserve in Los Feliz all the time. I feel at home there. It's like a mom and pop shop to me. But here in Manhattan, they got a big fancy one. I'm overwhelmed. They don't it's have a three sous-vide. level. 
It's three levels. It's like the Mall of America of Starbucks reserves. I don't know what's what. I I order a venti, they don't have it. I order sous vide, they don't have it. I'm like, where am I? But I finally <laughs> get my coffee, and then I'm walking out of the door, and it's a big heavy door, and I slam into it. This coffee took me 20 minutes to get. Yeah. Fancy ass coffee. Slam, smash, drop my new coffee on the floor. Splashes everywhere. The staff is like, hey, we're so sorry. Come, we're going to make you a a fresh one. I was like, no, that's okay. They're like, no, we'll make you one. Please come this way. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too sad. And I walked out. (laughs) Didn't have any coffee. Damn. That was funny, though. We, like, watched the guy. They're like, (laughs) would you like to just have your name called? Or we'd like to watch the guy make it for you. And we're like, I guess make it. I guess watch. What could be exciting about this? And it was very exciting. It was pretty shocking. It shocked and awed my tender bones. Well, it was a rough morning for all, though, I would say. Not me. I felt pretty great. No, as far as getting up and going, <laughs> you were all right. I feel like it took you guys forever to like, all meet up. Uh, yeah. I had to do a couple Bloody Marys waiting for you. Well, it's kind of hard to get from from Brooklyn to Chelsea. Sure, sure. But how about from Chelsea to Troy, New York? Oh, that's the beautiful New York State Thruway. That's my town, baby. That was nice. Troy, New York was great. It was at this outdoor brewery. Uh, we played outdoors. The brewery, <laughs> the drinks are made indoors. <laughs> okay. But of course, when, when we first got there, we had to stop at Famous Lunch next door. You know we're eating those little hot dogs with zippy sauce. Yeah. Everything had zippy sauce. It was just like a chili sauce. It's like a chili, but it was good. At first, I was a little bit like, ah, this feels like a hole in the wall. Not so famous to me. <laughs> and uh, Is this lunch famous? Now, do you think when they opened, it was just called lunch, and then after a few years of the fame, they had to change it to famous lunch? <laughs> yeah, I think so. A, a hot dog. It feels like prices from the 60s or something. A uh, hot dog was $1.20, for example. Even cheaper than Costco. And the hot dogs were like little, like, stubby guys. Well, Costco is huge, and it's $1.50 for a hot dog and a soda, no? Oh, I don't know. I don't ah, know. but they don't have the zippy sauce. The, no zippy sauce. And then also... They were in just like nice little buns, and there was a meal deal where you get four. Nice little buns. Uh, that kind of reminds me of you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, I see him. The, I saw that deal in the Whoa. bottom at the bottom of the menu. <laughs> oh, Jeffy! <laughs> oh, look at so nice anymore. <laughs> you gotta close those cheeks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that meal at the bottom of the menu and being like, four hot dogs, <laughs> someone should get it. And then when you see it's four little hot dogs, that's a normal meal. It's not. Yeah, you stop laughing, you say, hey, someone should get this. Yeah. <laughs> Zippy sauce? Zippy sauce, sure. Zippy sauce. Now, this was an outdoor show. It was a free show. It was a block party vibe. It was a family show. The Kalpakis's are there. The Hanfords are there. People are rolling in. Ooh, Dutton's conspicuously absent. Keep going. To <laughs> uh, they would be saved for the next night, no less. <laughs> but this was a place where people of Troy, New York, they'll just come there because they know there's free music and they like to drink beer there on Fridays. They didn't know they were going to see the Sloppy Boys. They didn't know they're going to get their asses rocked off. They didn't know they're going to be buying T-shirts, but they did. Yep. This yep. is a place, too, across the way, like a brand new, uh, across the road, a brand new like condo thing was put up and people were coming out on their balcony to watch us it was really fun that was sick that was the coolest and it feels like the sort of thing that just would never happen in la of all the many things that we saw and did that were just like man la thinks it's doing things right and all these other towns are taking chances and doing cool weird things with their bars and restaurants la is really lacking in fucking 
it's weird. I love this town, but everywhere we've gone recently, you go like you go out in the afternoon and there's a place to like like drink a beer outside and there's music playing and there's people and they've gathered yeah. and they're enjoying the outside. Like, and it's like separate checks come up to the counter, hang out. Easy. It's, it's, you roll in with a big group or by yourself. It's not like, is your whole party here? Is a, Can we get a card for the table? And then also there's a line, so we're going to try and get you through. But when I'm in LA, I've got I got to do bottle service. I got to be VIP, you know? <laughs> yeah, that takes some time. But isn't it weird? <laughs> the city with the best weather is the city with the least fun no outdoor, outdoor yeah. scene no outdoor picnic it's just not stuff. loose unless it's like uh, i don't know like golden road brewery is one there's like five places but, but I, it, it has so much to do with just i think the cost of real estate or like the cost of the uh mortgage yeah hey, you know what has uh, you know what has to do with jeff the cost of cool you know what i oh, mean yeah uh, getting outdoors and playing Mike, uh, i know the cost of cool. cornhole that's <laughs> not cool oh we can't have cool but we, we can't have fun we gotta be cool it's true cornhole LA's too hip for cornhole. LA's saying, hey, maybe I'll be a movie star. Yeah. Hey, come <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. Bar, you might be able to network with any uh, somebody from CAA. That actually no, sounds you know good. What? I'm a UTA, but that actually sounds like a really fun time for me. <laughs> I would like to play cornhole with the cast of Jane the Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that is my dream Saturday. <laughs> the cast. I guess that's what we have. You get to you get to see an actor when you're in LA. You got a bar, you look over, hey, it's Rab himself. <laughs> at Barney's <laughs> Beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, well, there's uh, something else I want to say about Troy. It was... We had pizza from Oskin Eats and pizza from Parekas. Mm-hmm. hmm Oh, there was... Yes, this is what I was going to say. I forget the person's name, but he was on Reddit talking about how he was f- from Troy lived like spitting distance i'm gonna read it it's just very funny (laughs) it's so it's so sad i feel bad for this guy going to major cities troy was kind of an outlier but they happened to see that we needed we were looking for places to play and they're like hey we've got this open date would you like do it we said sure that would make sense for our our open day we were gonna have a day off so we went up to troy and uh it ended up being like a big block party yeah um somebody posted on the uh reddit slash earwolf uh, some pictures from the show. It looks like a fucking blast. And the top comment is, what the fuck? I live in Troy. I want to cry. All caps. <laughs> and the next person says, it was free too. Sorry. And he says, I literally live on the corner across from Sonny's. I can piss and hit rare form, basically. Did the Malta drive-ins instead. Else I would have definitely heard this from my blunt smoking window and ran down in a euphoric oh. tizzy. God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to do something for that guy. We'll have a private show for him in his blunt smoking. <laughs> you know what? Let's send him a guitar. Yeah. We'll send him all of our... In a chord book. <laughs> he can play the songs. <laughs> Learn the songs from the Sloppy Boys. So Troy was definitely, like, I would say the most, um, not most improved, but just like the, the standout of, oh, I was not expecting that. Had a little trouble finding a hotel afterwards. A little scare, though. A little Sloppy oh, that Boys was spent about an hour calling around hotels, checking three hotels, thinking, are we going to sleep in the van? Everything was was booked up, I think, because it's there's a bunch of colleges up there. Grad weekend or like a bunch, yeah, just yeah, just we all right the colleges, RPI. college events. But I will say, nobody. Anytime you call a, a hotel at midnight, nobody has any explanation for it other than no, we cannot help you. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know the, the overnight the the one overnight person they leave at the, at a hotel tends to not be the smartest <laughs> genius on earth. Well, that's it for rare form brewing. 
Then we're headed back on down to another brewery, Faces Brewing in Boston, Massachusetts. Let's be honest, it's Malden. Beautiful new eatery. Beautiful place. Brand Brand new, open during the pandemic. We're we're playing our show in front of casks. Mm -hmm. In front of casks. Active casks. Not there just for show. Active brewing (laughs) as we're playing. We're probably actually helping it brew. Yeah. Yeah, she's giving a little bit of shake and shimmy. Uh, that was, this was great because I have a lot of family up there. I saw my mom and my dad. My mom did a little pink in her hair. That's nice to that see. Was yeah, nice. yeah, that was nice. We saw Keith Carson and my buddies Tim and Rob from from Bishop Girton High School. They were having a blast. Here's what I'll say about Keith. This is a little. I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I said, "Hey, Keith, you know you're the weather guy. What's uh, inside scoop? What's what's the weather gonna be like tomorrow?" <laughs> you know, what he said to me. Well, he leaned in. He said. I got no fucking idea. I never have any fucking idea. Nobody knows what's going on there with the weather is crazy. I'm a fucking fraud. <laughs> and Jeff should kick my ass. Yeah, and he tried. He came up on stage and tried to kick Jeff's ass. And I said, like, get him out of here. Get him out. You kick my ass. <laughs> oh. Well, that was a good show, though. Uh, two in a row that day. Two good shows. 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Ooh. Yeah challenging for our heroes yeah that again like just like after eating the uh homestead steak after the first show i was like up in the green room and i was like whoo i gotta pull it together and i gotta say it's cliche but getting up on that stage and people are like excited and want to hear the songs and sing the songs with you boom i'm there 10 absolutely Mm -hmm. we'd never done two sets in one night before it was no problem it was a damn blast but i had a major come down afterwards i felt like we're trying to get over to the merch table pretty fast after the shows, but I need about five minutes to cool down and catch my breath because yeah. after Tom Collins, you're all rocked out, you know? But we didn't, I, we, well, I rushed right over the table and I was just fucking dripping all over people and I was panting, <laughs> sweating through my mask. I mean, that, that was the, the signifying feeling for the, whole, for the whole tour was just amazed at how much I could sweat. Yeah, yeah. Really? Every venue. It's weird. Every How, venue. So, so is that just inside your body? Like when you you sweat a little bit, a normal day, like maybe one ounce comes out of your armpits total, Ugh. right? Then on a day like that, how was all that water inside of me? You know what? I bet it's coming out of my bladder and I'm not peeing it out. <laughs> I, got a, I got a funny story for you. You want to hear about my, you want to hear about my dinner tonight? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I got chicken. <laughs> I got, I got you chicken. You want to hear about my dinner tonight? <laughs> I'll tell you about my dinner tonight. I got some chicken. I've been marinating it in uh, lemon Sour juice dressing. and pepper uh, oh. and garlic salt all day. Ooh. Nice. I put it in my pressure cooker. But before I put it in the pressure thing, I put it on uh, saute to, to you know cook the outsides a little bit. While I do this, I had just gotten home from a run. So I take a quick shower while it's sauteing. I get out of the shower. I'm toweling myself off. I'm like, I fucking stink. I just showered. What's going on here? I smell like onions and like B.O. And I go back in the shower and I shower off again. I get out again. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I step out of my bathroom. It's the saute. It's my <laughs> dinner. You, you showered twice? Yeah. Poor guy smelled a chicken and showered twice. You were cooking up B.O. for dinner. I did not realize. No, I mean when that's a uh, sautéing chicken, it's fine. But when it's your, you think it's your armpits that you can't wash off. <laughs> you, you start to panic. <laughs> here's a here's a good insight into Hanford's life. Uh, Jeff, have you been to Mike's apartment yet? 
No. Here's here's what you may not know. You're probably picturing his toilet as like a normal uh, <laughs> residential toilet with sure. a tank on top. Sure. Wrong. It's like a public <laughs> toilet with a handle. <laughs> Oh, flush. I want one. You could flush it ten times in a row. You want it doesn't have to to refill, dude. When when Hanford and I lived together at the Monterey uh, on Los Feliz, when we first moved in, it had one of those commercial grade flushers, and I said, "This is perfect" because I live yeah. with Mike Hanford. We're gonna have to flush some industrial <laughs> strength, industrial hey, all right, all right. blockages. That's not why you need one of those. This guy likes to rip turd. <laughs> That's what. What do you know? The the plumber guys came in. They gave us a classic residential. Oh. Yeah, that would always like drip or whatever run whatever the thing is yeah and clog somehow <laughs> the gaskets would be not good not good. this toilet though sometimes i'll flush it and it is so like loud and <laughs> violent that it like Striking. shocks me yeah of course it's like an airplane toilet <laughs> but not every time so it was just a surprise one Dang. okay enough shit chat we finished we wake up in boston next morning have a miserable drive down to Philly. That's the yeah. one thing. It worked out, so we had to double back down. And that's a long-ass drive. I've been fucked by I-95 before going from Cape Cod to Manhattan. Imagine you're going from Boston all the way down to Philly. You're sitting in New York traffic. You're not even trying to go to New York. Yep. On a Sunday. It's so people are coming back from their yep. uh, weekends away. And we split Oof. up the driving pretty well, like two hours, two hours, two hours. But that's six hours, folks, for a bunch of rock dudes. It's too much. Yeah, we did manage to stop in New Haven for it. Yeah, we yeah. have Frank Pepe's pepperoni pie. That well, was, that pretty, was good. pretty nice. That was pretty nice. New Haven pizza is my favorite style of pizza. I'll just say it right there. I kind of wish I was there right now. Yeah, they out a they, piece they of cut stuff. it weird and the weird strips. Ooh. Just delicious. Ooh. Then, grand finale of the tour, Philadelphia, Philomoca. We've played this room. We've rocked this room. We knew it was going to be a good show. We knew it was going to be a hot show. We, we fucking rocked. There were so many slop heads there. Made us so happy. Well, we had we saw droves of Hawaiian shirts and Gale watch shirts and yeah. stunner shades with that said Calpy K. Come and on, Purple now. P. Yeah, these Purple were P. these were well known slopheads, name brand slopheads. We're talking Jackie B, folks. We're talking Jesse Lambert, Mitch on the web, Sean Ring. That, they got they got a an Airbnb. They had a meetup. We took a picture with this huge gang. Felt like a homecoming of sorts. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. That that show that was a good uh, ender for the tour because it was a wild again one of those just like everyone singing along to the to the tunes and it was a BYOB because it was Sunday in Pennsylvania which I think that was a pain in the ass. No, no, I think the, it was okay. For, like it it worked out better because everyone had a lot of beers. Yeah, sure. And we had some pizzeria badia. Did you guys eat that pie? That was good. Yeah, it was really good. Did I have that? I forget. Oh, I told you after that show though. You know, t- I was I was changing out of my sweaty shirt, and I'd, I'd already mentioned on this podcast I'd gained some weight during this. I told Tim because I'm seeing Tim on July 4th out here in New York. I told him by July 4th, Tim, I will have abs. Wow! wow. Uh, you How remember many? I said that? Yeah, I, I six pack. Just try for one. Full six start. One big one. One big ab. I guarantee you that. I'm thinking about do. I was thinking that too. You know, I jog. And I really only, the only health benefit of me jogging is I get hard legs. The jogging never gets easier. I don't think my heart is any healthier, but my legs got hard. I was thinking (laughs) maybe I'll, for a little while, ditch the jogging, focus on push-ups and sit-ups, 
until mm, July mm. 4th and see if I can arrive with some abs as well. Yeah, so let's see if we can get uh, beach bods ready. I don't think, you know when you the see chicks like... are going to cream when they see us. You know when you see guys on Instagram who are like, you know, posing and they got abs and stuff? I think that's like a full-time job. I don't think I'm going to really be able to do it. Yeah. You know what I've heard though is you do 100 push-ups a day. Do them however you can. I did 15 this afternoon. Uh, that's not... I can do 30 <laughs> all in a row. I couldn't That's do good. One. I did it at a show at the Elysian Theater. 15 was broken up. You could do one and then take 15-minute breaks and like do them all day, or you do like 50 and 50. But you get good enough, you could do 100 in a, in a straight push. Oof. Should I do crunches or sit-ups all the way up? All, all the way, way up. up. Stop. Ah, throw some planks in there, do some twists and turns. <laughs> I'll tell you what's good about Philomoka. We yeah. played there once before, but was it twice before? No. Or was I no, thinking it was we the were second time we went there. back when, second time we went back they said they got shut down by the city. And so they popped us over to the Ruba Club and to yeah. Kung Fu um, Necktie. Kung Fu Necktie. And those were also great venues. Yeah, but you want to get yeah. up there at the But this felt like place. a homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, because I like the I like the vibe if we would have known it was BYO, we could have blasted that out to the internet and had it really go nuts. But sure, it's just a it's a it's a really good room, nice and loud, rock and roll. Philly, Philly is the Chicago of the East Coast in that those are the good crowds. You play Chicago, you're gonna get a the people are gonna know your lyrics and they're gonna yeah. sing your lyrics. Philly, same thing, and they know how to deal with meats. Yeah, great meats. <laughs> You, when you're in New York, you try to play a show and you say, hey, are anyone liking this? And they're like, hold on, we're putting more money on our Metro cards. Uh, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we're checking the local New York Times newspaper. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. We're feeding the bodega cat. Ugh. Give us a second. We're watching New York One. We actually really like it. Ugh. But in Philly, we say, how are you having a fun time? They say, we're right here with you. Yep. We're right here with yins. <laughs> I forgot to ask the Philadelphia people about the mayor of Easttown situation, whether it's more authentic to drink Yingling or Rolling Rock. I think it's oh, right. I think I think Philly's a Yingling town. I think Rolling Rock is now it's made in New Jersey, but I don't even think it really has a regional you're, identity anymore. You're thinking they're speaking that Yingo lingo? Yes, thank <laughs> you. They're not rocking the roll? Mike, you act like you know everything, but what you don't realize is the next morning, me and Jeff went out for a Pennsylvania Dutch breakfast, and I had ch- creamed chipped beef and scrapple. Whoa! You got a scrapple? Now, I what got was scrapple. that? It was it was like it was kind of gross. It was kind of gross. Fried mush. Fried mush. And, and the fried part on the outside was good, but the inside mush was, you know, mush. <laughs> I didn't know scrapple was meat. It's like a it's like a meatloaf. I thought it was going to be like, oh, scrapple. That, that's a potato or something. I think I've said this on the podcast before. I thought it was an apple. Yeah, snapple. You think I was I was well on my way on an Amtrak train cruising right up to the home that I currently live in on that Green Mountain train. How was that ride? Nice, wonderful, very quick, simple. Cutting through Jersey. Cutting through Jersey. Bruce Springsteen was out in his front yard getting his paper. He waved hey, to us. Choo choo! Oh, Mike. tour, my Mikey boy. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, let me open for you. You know, I once went on tour with <laughs> Little Stevie. Ah, I knew it. I knew you did, Brucey. I'll see you <laughs> next time around. <laughs> I knew you did. Um, uh, it was a great tour. 
a lot of fun. Well, hopefully, hopefully we can figure something out and do something again real soon. Also, uh, Dear Blanca, check those guys out. They got songs on Spotify, or they got albums yeah. on Spotify. They rock. Yeah, they're great. I gotta tell you, I, I've listened to them all week. I was even on my run today. Went out for a run. I may have listened to one of their albums. Mike. Ooh, Michael. I can't get enough of these guys. It made me very happy to see the Slopheads getting into Dear Blanca and the Dear Blanca fans enjoying the Slopheads. I thought it was a good crossover, you know, and, and it's nice that they got the vinyl for sale that way. I saw someone in Troy go up to Dylan and say, hey, I like the second song you played tonight. What album is that on? <laughs> Dylan pulls it up. <laughs> there you go. The guy buys the vinyl. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Uh, one of their albums on Spotify is a uh, is a live album. That's why I listened to it today. That's nice. Nice. We would put out a live album if we if if it didn't sound like shit so much. Our, <laughs> what it's like to be in our band? Don't tell them that. <laughs> when you're the Sloppy Boys, you play a show, you crush. You feel like you fucking brought the place down. Yeah. L- later on, you listen. To, you listen to the soundboard recording. <laughs> you say, "What fret was I on?" <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's amazing to me. I mean, we're we're musicians and we do our thing, but we have a lot of fun up there, so I'm a little sometimes not you know, I have hit a wrong note or two. If you're a professional professional band, you can't do that. You got to sing do those songs right. Yeah, you got to yeah, you got to nail yeah, them down. You can't be like, "Well, yeah, sure I hit a few wrong notes." What? Yeah, but I was <laughs> really yelling at, and people loved the yelling I was doing. <laughs> I really also, I gave myself a little talk before this tour. I said, Tim, you're going to sing. You're not going to shout. You're going to sing. You're going to look at that microphone. You're going to sing into it. Then every night I'd check the Instagram, <laughs> shouting, shouting my lyrics. Nah, <laughs> I thought you guys did great. And and you know you know what it is, is the, is where I can tell we're singing well, is uh, getting stoned. Doobies. Honed. Yeah. In Dewey. And we were hitting that mostly great. Honed. Honed, honed. Our vo- our harmonies are well honed. Now, Jeff, you started off with a good purple pea, nice p- uh, solid pink. Yeah, and you got it's kind of a, a strawberry vanilla look now. Well, right, you know, it started off as purple, true purple. Yeah, dark magenta purple, and then uh, within a day or two, it turned into a pink. And now I'm dealing with a sort of a what I would call sherbet. Looks good though. It's kind of got some. It's got yeah, it's good. You remember Jem? I feel like Jem. Yeah, What's Jem? yeah, yeah. She's a she's a she's a Barbie rock rock and she's roll singer Barbie from girl. the eighties. It was a cartoon. <laughs> I think a, they, it was they, a tune. They were a, yeah. these cartoons. They can have cartoons play rock and roll now. Whew. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna have to. Talk again more about the rock and roll cartoons on the next installment of The Blowout. Thanks for coming on tour with us, and we will see you on the road from the stage. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, folks.